Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, January 21st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. Let's have a moment to begin with prayer before we take a look at John's gospel. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for Jesus Christ, who is the center of our spiritual lives, who has brought heaven to earth, who has brought grace into this world, who has touched us with love and with mercy, who has rebuilt what we have destroyed, who has redeemed what we have despaired. God, may we look to Christ this day to grow and to change us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our reading is from the second chapter of John's Gospel, verses 13 through 25. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, "'Take these out of here.' Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to them, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, The temple has been under construction for 46 years and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, do you have a favorite card or board game? So I played a new game with my preaching group called The Awkward Storyteller. Have you played this? (laughs) It is so fun. It's like... You pick a card, one person picks a card, and it has like two sentences that's like a beginning of the story. And then you go around the circle, and each person asks you a question, and then they throw down a card. And whatever your answer is has to both keep that story going and use the word on the card. Oh, interesting. Supremely silly. Don't worry, I've ordered it. Okay. (laughs) We'll have you and Allie over. What about you? Um, Let's see. I don't know if I have a favorite more as a game i hate least because uh, i'm not a game person <laughs> um but ali is ali loves games uh and so the games that two games that i play with ali is 
cribbage because um, we're 90-year-old men. Uh, uh-huh. I and, like 90-year-olds, so. <laughs> and, uh, and then the other one is a game called Monopoly Deal, which is uh, a card game based on Monopoly that you can finish in 10 minutes as opposed to 10 hours. Yes. Um, so, you know, quick games. <laughs> like you love people but at the same time there's this part of your heart that's black and small <laughs> I Tell me I'm deny wrong. none of that <laughs> to our scripture uh huh yep that's why we're here uh there's so much foreshadowing going on in this passage and symbolism and interworkings that John is communicating. Can you unpack some of it for us? Yes. Um, so I'm going to start with the interaction he has with the, the temple leaders there when they say, what sign can you show us for doing this? What they're really asking is, who gave you the authority hmm. to come in here and upset everything? That's what they want to know. And they want some sort of sign that will explain this. Um, And so Jesus says to them, destroy the temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now, at the time of this Passover, it's second temple, and Herod has started um, renovations on it. And they've been renovating the temple for 46 years, which um, is like the worst building campaign I've ever heard. (laughs) Um, And so they are talking they hear him talk and they think only in terms of physical structure because they don't know who he is yet. Mm -hmm. But Jesus knows exactly who he is and he's foreshadowing what will become his death and his resurrection. Um, In the same way, we know at the end of this passage that John kind of ties it up. John is all about signs and signs are things that stand for something else. Not only do signs point to things, but signs stand for something else. So think of in terms of, you know, the red uh, stop sign, just the, the seeing that sign, even if the words weren't on it, you would know what it meant. And so Jesus is doing these signs by caring so much about what happens in the temple. It's a sign of who he is. It's his father's house. And so we have those layers over and over again. What do you think in terms of signs or um, foreshadowing in this passage? Yeah, I mean, as as you mentioned on Monday, John places this at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry where the synoptics place it at the end. So, I mean, if we're thinking about this just in the context of its own story, this completely unknown prophet from this backwaters town shows up in the cultural, religious uh, epicenter of the Jewish faith and just causes havoc. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, who are you? (laughs) Like, who is this guy? You've ruined my Passover. It's like someone coming in and ruining Easter. Yeah, 100%. Just and some some guy off the street, you know, Um, he's like, I'm from Hazel Green and (laughs) came up here. (laughs) 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 But uh, and so and so they ask, you know, who are you? And and again, this is where John is so uh, brilliant of of it's Jesus in the story foreshadowing something and also speaking directly to John's audience, right? Because John wrote this gospel after the temple was 
the physical temple was destroyed mm-hmm. and the Jewish rebellion uh, against Rome. And Rome came in and just demolished the temple. And so they are uh, in a lot of despair of what's going on. So John is saying, you know, two things of, of Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew that he was taking the place of the temple. And for you, my listeners, who are despairing at your the center of your uh, you know, national life that's been destroyed, take heart because that is no longer the center. The center is in Jesus Christ. Uh, and so it's, it's this incredible uh, word of hope uh, for, for the people in the story, the, early, the first early listeners, and for us today, that Jesus is the temple where heaven and earth meet and we have this, this, uh, this access to God's grace in a way uh, that we never knew before. Another way that I think John foreshadows is with that phrase that we know from Psalm 69. In Psalm 69, it says, zeal for your house has consumed me. Here it says, zeal for your house will consume me. And some scholars think that John is pointing here to the idea that it is the religious authorities who are going to lead to Jesus's death. It is those who are there in the temple who will consume him in a way. And then there's also, we see that again at the end, Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them. Um, he knew who they were all along. And so we have that kind of foreshadowing of the grief of the whole story. Hmm. So a lot to read there in John, but to end today, we are going to end with a quote from the troublesome Sigmund Freud, (laughs) who said, we are never so defenseless against suffering as when we love. Troubled, but at times wise. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for being with us today. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.